Influencing popular culture, politics, and everything in between. The local station takes you ringside as we discuss the crazy world that is professional wrestling. This is Going Ringside with The Local Station. Hello there, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Going Ringside. So glad you could be with us. I'm Scott Johnson. As always, um, just give us a follow, uh, Going Ringside at Instagram. Also, a lot of people have been coming to me saying, I don't know how to find all the podcasts. Just their simple way. Go to Google, go to YouTube, go wherever, search Going Ringside. There isn't really anything else out there with our name. So if you search Going Ringside, you will find all the episodes. This is episode number seven. So we've got seven episodes so far, this being number seven. So we're glad you could join us. Excited about this topic that I've wanted to do really since we started the show. Um, and that is Dwayne Johnson and his aspirations or the possibility that The Rock could realistically run for president someday. I originally thought this was kind of a hokey story, not realistic, but as I've watched this unfold for years, I start to wonder if there's something there. So this is part two of our uh, look at wrestling and politics, and I really wanted this to be its own episode because there's so much here. So let's go back a little bit. Dwayne Johnson, shortly after former President Trump was elected in 2016 was talked about because one of the things people said when Trump was elected a lot was that he was a quote-unquote celebrity, that a celebrity had been elected president. So that kind of opened the door to speculate about other celebrities out there. One of those, possibly the one with the most broad-based popularity among all demographics is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. So I start seeing these articles come in around 2016, 2017 about could The Rock run for president someday. And at first, I was a wrestling fan, so I read the article and I thought, oh, that's funny. That's kind of a fun story to read. Um, and I never thought that was anything more than that. And the way much of the national press works is one outlet will maybe do a story and others will kind of either copy and paste it and they'll pick it up and credit the outlet or they'll write their own version, say Yahoo News writes one, then CNN does one, Washington Post, Fox News, and they all will kind of chat about it. And it'll have about a shelf life in the media of about a week or so, and people will talk about it. And I thought when I saw that, that, that was it, that there wouldn't be any more talk of The Rock running for president, that it was just kind of a fun thing to talk about online for about a week or so and maybe a few news clips. But this is something that's continued for years. There has been rumblings about Dwayne Johnson possibly running for president. So we wanted to analyze that in depth. Like, what does that look like? That's what this episode will be all about. So it started with the articles. So it really started coming out around 2017. Then it got to the point there was actual political polling on him done. What does that mean? That means there was an actual polling outfit who took this seriously enough to conduct polling on it. And based on the numbers, the most recent ones from uh, 2021 showed he could win with more than 50% of the vote based on what people said in these polls. So the fact that polling companies are taking this seriously enough to where they're actually putting polls out in the field is interesting. And then I started watching something else. I started watching a little of The Rock in the media. So Dwayne Johnson goes on to host Saturday Night Live not long after Donald Trump was elected president. And this is when these articles are going around about whether or not The Rock could run for president. 
And so a lot, it was the fifth time he'd hosted, I remember, because he joined the quote-unquote five-timers club. Alec Baldwin was on there. Tom Hanks was on the monologue with him. And they do a lot of jokes about Dwayne Johnson possibly running for president. And, you know, it's funny. It's obviously topical. It's in the news. So it makes sense that he would talk about it. But there was something at the end of the monologue that just piqued my interest. It was real subtle, and I didn't hear a lot of people talk about. Toward the end of the monologue, after he made some jokes that were very understandable about possibly running for president someday, he just kind of flat-faced said this quote, a four-word quote. He goes, more poise, less noise. Obviously, it's a, it's a shot at the current political environment, a lot of people arguing with each other on both sides. But when he said that, I thought to myself, why did he say that? That wasn't needed in the monologue. That sounded like a politician testing out a political line, because that's what they do. Um, I heard that, and I thought it just didn't seem to fit in the monologue. It seemed like it was on purpose, and it was in there, so Dwayne Johnson could test out trying a political slogan. So that monologue goes, and it kind of moves on. But then not too long later, Dwayne is on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Once again, he says the phrase, more poise, less noise. At this point, I'm like, wait a minute. Is he getting serious about this possibility of running for president someday? Why is he testing out political lines? He's an actor. He's a former wrestler. He does other businesses. Why is he testing out political lines on national television shows? Fast forward a few years. We get note that Dwayne Johnson is starting a new show, a new sitcom on NBC called Young Rock. It's three seasons in now. I've watched every episode. I love the show. It's a great, can't recommend it enough. It's a great family sitcom. You don't need to be a wrestling fan to watch it, but if you are a wrestling fan, that's a bonus because all the characters in the show are wrestlers. The premise of the show is about Young Rock, what it was like for him growing up. There, there's him as a child, um, him as a teenager, and then him as a young man starting out in pro football and wrestling. Well, college football and wrestling. But you know what the premise of the show is? He's telling stories to a reporter about his life in the year 2032, nine years from now. He's telling him stories because he's in the process of running for president in 2032. That's the premise of the TV show. It's almost like he's choreographing what he's going to do in the future. So you need to maybe look at this and take it a little seriously. I want to look at more, even more recently, an interview he did with CNN um, this past October when he's asked about it. So he goes on CNN, and I want to read you a few quotes he gave to the anchor on there when he's talking to Jake Tapper on CNN. So listen to what Dwayne Johnson says to Jake Tapper. Quote number one, I have seriously considered it. You have to. When you start looking at some of these polls and these numbers creep up into 46%, 50% of the country would vote for me should I run, I have been, I've been really moved by that. I mean, truly, it sat me down. One more quote. I don't know anything about politics. That's important. I will say that I absolutely, I'm a patriot and I love our country and I love everybody in it. Regardless of color or culture, don't care what your bank account says or what you kind of car you drive. So 
that right there is a man who's not closing the door on a political run in the future. And when I say the future, I don't mean now in the 2024 race, but start thinking 2028, 2032. That's when you need to consider this. So he does this interview, he says this, and one thing that was interesting where he goes, I don't know anything about politics. There's good and bad with that. There's bad because if you're not a politician, you're gonna get hit in the face real hard when you get into that world because it is brutal, obviously, particularly if you run at the national level. But at the same time, I don't know anything about politics probably sells to a lot of voters who are kind of tired of uh, politicians. So you have to look at that, and that's what we wanted to analyze today. Could he realistically run for president? And if he does, what does that look like? How does that work? Does he have to declare a party? Can he go independent? We're going to analyze that today. Before we do, this, of course, is a podcast on wrestling. So I wanted to have a little wrestling fun in case Rock does eventually run for president. And obviously, he would have to pick a cabinet if he ever won. Obviously, he wouldn't pick wrestlers. But let's say he did, and let's have a little fun and look at who he would choose for his cabinet. I'm going to save my vice president for last because I really put a lot of thought into who, which wrestling personality he would uh, choose as a vice president. But here's some of the ones I had. Um, Secretary of the EPA, Brian Danielson. Seems very environmental. He grew up in my home area. He, there were a lot of environmentalists out there, so possibly him. Secretary of Homeland Security, Roman Reigns. Well, he was part of S.H.I.E.L.D. He could handle Homeland Security. Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Lacey Evans. She was a former Marine. And on the military front, the Secretary of Defense was the easiest of all, Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, come on. The guy was in G.I. Joe. Uh, Secretary of Agriculture, Hillbilly Jim. Secretary of Treasury, also an easy one, million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Booker T. Secretary of Health and Human Services, that would be Dr. Britt Baker, DDS. She's a dentist, after all. Secretary of Commerce, JBL. Chief of Staff, I had thought about one, but... Jim Cornette would probably not make it past the Senate hearings. So I go with The Miz. Pe press secretary, because I just think it would be fun, The Iron Sheik. And lastly, I skipped a few, but lastly, I want to hit on vice president. So there's a couple schools of thought on who a presidential candidate picks for vice president. A, you pick someone who maybe will deliver a state or a demographic where you're not strong in. Like if you live in New York, or if you're a politician from New York, maybe you'd run with the governor of Texas or someone to bring a different state or different part of the country where you're not as strong, or maybe bring in a different demographic where you're not as strong. There's that thought, but Dwayne Johnson is pretty broadly popular among all ages and all demographics, so he wouldn't need that. So the other school of thought on who you pick as a vice president is you pick out someone who can carry out your message, who can bring, out, bring about your message to the public. So that's why I picked not Stone Cold Steve Austin, because you don't want the stunners in the Oval Office and him, you know, pouring beer all over the Resolute desk. So I picked Paul Heyman as Rock's running mate, because I can see him going out on the campaign trail and uh, bringing the Rock's message. Heyman's good at that type of thing. That was our fun. Now we got to get to the real politics of it all. So Dwayne Johnson running for president. So right now he's around 50, early 50s. 
So if he runs, it wouldn't be minimum till 2028, maybe more likely 2032. He'd probably be around 60 or so. It's not unprecedented for celebrities to run for office um, with minimal political experience. First off, former President Trump was a businessman, but he had not been in politics before he went in to run for the president. Straight out of it, he didn't run for a lower office, and he won. Um, Ronald Reagan. He didn't really have political uh, expertise or experience. He'd been president of the Screen Actors Guild before running for governor of California in the 1960s and then eventually on to president. Um, but to get to the governor of California, he had not really been elected um, as an, uh, a public official. Arnold Schwarzenegger, kind of the same thing. Now, I don't know if he would have run for president if he had been a natural-born citizen in this country. He was legally not allowed to run for president. But he had become politically active for years, and he decided to run for governor of California. Schwarzenegger was successful there in his venture into politics. California has its own, own electorate, really, and possibly a celebrity might do better in California than, say, a place like um, Iowa. Hard to say. But Schwarzenegger did it. Jesse Ventura, who we talked about on the last episode, was a, was a wrestler. He was, he was a, somewhat of an actor, and he became a mayor, then a governor. So it is not unprecedented for um, a celebrity to get into politics. But there's going to be a trade-off. Dwayne Johnson will have to accept something that's reality about politics. And coming up a little later in the show, we're going to talk to a couple people for analysis on this. One is our News for Jack's political analyst, Rick Mullaney, who knows all about running for office and what it takes to run for president. Um, we're also going to talk to, we talked to him last episode, political talk show host Ed Dean to get his thoughts on whether The Rock might do this someday. But Rock's experience with politics has been minimal. He said he's not political. He's, he's done a a lot over the years of really trying to be um, right down the middle, not someone who really gets into politics. He did get into it somewhat. I do want to say Rock has a lot of um, political abilities, and he's just generally popular with a lot of demographics. Um, men like him from wrestling. Women like him because they just like The Rock. It's just he is who he is. He said, I saw him in an, episode, in, a, in an interview years ago saying, most races like me because they think I'm what they are, because he's a mixed race. You can't, maybe a lot of people don't know his, his ethnic heritage. He's half black from his dad, Rocky Johnson, half Samoan from his mom's side in the Maya Via family. So he does really well across a lot of demographics. And he's been in the public eye for 25 years. If he runs in, say, 2032, 35 years at that point, meaning he pretty much would be broadly known among all age groups. And that's important because a lot of older people vote for president. Younger people don't vote as much. So if he gets those people who are in their 60s who are familiar with him at that point, that's also important. But he, his experience is minimal politically. He, when he was still an active wrestler in 2000, he was at the DNC and the RNC. That wasn't really politics. He was just there to advertise the WWF, WWE, um, and kind of get do their get-out-the-vote effort. Um, now, while he has been an actor, he's running the XFL right now with his ex-wife, Danny Garcia. Um, he is, has been involved in some other companies that he's been a producer in or, or or really run so he does have some managerial experience 
Um, so there's that, but he really had the hard part of politics in 2020 when he endorsed for president. He endorsed pre uh, President Biden for president. Now, obviously, he, Democrats didn't mind that. People in the middle may not have minded, but he did anger a lot of Republicans that he did not support former President Trump in that race. And that's the reality of if he gets into politics. If you get into politics, a segment of the population is not going to like you, particularly at the presidential level. It is the way of the world. So how does he get in? There's a few school of thoughts here. One, he could not run for president out of the gate. He could run for a lower office. I think he's, I think he's a legal resident of Miami. So let's look at Florida, which I know Florida a little better as far as their politics. I don't see him running for a lower level office if he decided to. I don't see him running for a House of Representatives seat or some sort of state office. I think at the lowest, mayor of Miami, maybe, that would be city politics. He would by far be the most famous person in that race, and I could see him easily winning mayor of Miami. He'd run for a Senate seat in Florida. Right now, you have Marco Rubio and uh, Rick Scott are the senators. They're both Republicans. Who knows what will be going on with those races in five, ten years? We, we'd have to wait and see. He could run for governor, um, kind of like Schwarzenegger and Reagan did. Um, in Florida right now, Ron DeSantis is term limited out in four years, may run for president sooner. So if he did... Um, feasibly someone else could take over for DeSantis and you would have and one of the things Rock will have to look at is politically does he have an opening who's the incumbent um, is which party does he have to get into does he have a realistic realistic path to victory in a Senate race a governor's race a Miami's mayor's race that's something you really have to look at we're not getting to president yet and then when you do, you are going to have to know if you want you and your family to go through the, the just horror, really, of going through the political, grid, uh, political meat grinder, I guess you could call it. They go through your background, they go through your past, negative campaign, negative ads, negative talking points on TV networks and on media. It becomes brutal. And you have to determine if you want to do that. Rock might. He's been in the public eye for 30 years. He knows what it's like to be unpopular. He's stood in rings and been booed out of the arena back when he was Rocky Maivia in WWF. So he would have to make the decision if he wants to put him and his family through that. I read about Jesse Ventura when he was governor of Minnesota. He said he considered running for a second term, but it was so hard on his family the politics of it. It's not easy. Rock, uh, Rock has children, Rock has a wife, Rock has a family. And he would have to make the decision with them if that's something he wants to go into. But if he decides to run for president, how does he go about it? Really, there are three openings. He could declare one of the two major parties. He can run as a Republican, he can run as a Democrat, or he could run as independent. Let's start with independent, because there's only really been one person to successfully do this moderately successful in the modern age, and that would be Ross Perot. Ross Perot in 1992 and 1996 ran as a third candidate against Bill Clinton and first uh, George H.W. Bush and then Bob Dole in 96. And he was surprisingly successful. He had considerable resources, considerable wealth. He was a billionaire, 
and he was able to get, um, this is before the internet, he was able to get a lot, generate a lot of buzz through TV interviews um, and probably newspaper articles at the time to get himself on the ballot through a signature drive by get, going from state to state and getting the petition to get him on the ballot in the different races. This is different than like the Green Party with Ralph Nader or the Constitutionalist Party or any of these other parties that you see run that never get more, or the um, Libertarian Party, they never get one or two percent the vote at most. They're not a non-factor. Perot was a factor. At one point, he was polling equal to Bush and Clinton in 92. So he could go that route. He, he prob He's wealthy enough. He's well-known enough where he could get a campaign staff. I don't think that'd be hard for him. He could make that happen. And he could probably get the infrastructure built in to get on the ballot in the different states. If he bypasses the primary process, which Republicans and Democrats go through, and go straight to the general election ballot. He doesn't need to get his name known. He doesn't need to get publicity. Every room he walks into, he will be the most famous person in that room. So unlike other politicians where he's trying to get some press and trying to get people to pay attention to him, you saw this kind of with former President Trump in 2016. Everywhere he goes, the media will follow. It just is the nature of the beast, as you know. You live in this country. You've watched politics. You've watched wrestling. Everywhere the rock goes, he will get attention. So if he wants to run as third party, it is a realistic thing where he is immediately going to become a factor. Now, the politics of it may hurt him because before he gets in, he's going to have to sit down with some political strategists and determine, what do you believe in? What is your message? What's going to happen when someone questions you on things like the war in Ukraine or abortion? Are you able to answer those questions? And he will probably, like most politicians, sit down with political strategists who he will probably hire, who will sit down and go over this with him. Now, obviously, he's not a politician. That can work to his advantage and disadvantage because he's still in the political realm and it's difficult. But he would have to... Um, sit down and really de declare his policies. That was something Ronald Reagan did. He really became kind of a policy wonk um, back in the 1960s and before he ran for president in the 1970s. And that gave him some gravitas outside of being an actor. So Dwayne Johnson, if he wants to run no matter what party, he is going to have to get a little more political than he is. And there are very difficult issues in the country that he'll have to take a position on and be able to defend those positions. So he can run feasibly for a third party. And there's some dynamics there. The two parties could go after him, or one party may go after him more than the other. If they think he could hurt a Democrat, the Democrats would target him. If they think he could uh, hurt the Republican, the Republican Party would go after him. And that's more than just um, talking heads on cable news. That's articles. That's everything in just kind of that media sphere would go after him. Someone is not going to want him there, and he's going to have to be able to handle that as a national candidate if he decides to run third party. If he decides to declare a party, Republican or Democrat, that's a different animal. If he decides to run as a Democrat, he would have to declare, he would have to 
get on the ballot. Once again, I think that wouldn't be a problem for him because he could get the signatures he needs and the campaign infrastructures to get in those early states. Right now, for the Democrats, he would have to start out in South Carolina. That's been back and forth in the last few years. Republicans are staying traditional with um, Iowa and New Hampshire as their first states where you run for president. So if Dwayne Johnson does this, um, he's going to have to develop a campaign staff. He's also going to have to develop um, responses to things from his history, things from his past in wrestling. He's involved in some controversial angles. If you're watching this, you're a wrestling fan. You saw them. He was involved in angles with Trish Stratus. He was involved in angles with Vince and Linda and Steph and Austin. And if you go back through that stuff, which is all readily available for anyone who wants to see it, you'd have to look at, is there stuff that could come back to haunt him? Maybe. You'd have to look. I think on Young Rocky talks about he used to, as a kid, have an issue with shoplifting. So uh, it'd just be something you'd have to look at. But he'd be a hard candidate to run against. That's the other thing. Because he's not a regular candidate. He's not a senator from South Carolina running for president. He's the biggest movie star on the planet. So uh, opposition research on him is difficult because everyone knows him so well. So that would be a difficult thing um, for him to do. But he could run as a Republican. He could run as a Democrat. And if he runs as a Republican or Democrat, the other people who want to be president in those parties are going to come for him. And he'll have to be ready to lay the smack down, so to speak, if that's what he wants to do. And realistically, when does he run again? 2028, he's mid-50s. 2032, he's around 60. If he goes later than that, he's into his mid-60s. But this might be something that he wants to do. He's accomplished everything he wanted to do in life. He became the top of the wrestling industry, possibly the greatest wrestler of all time. He's the most famous actor in the world. He's running the XFL right now, running his own football league. There's not much more to him for him to accomplish that wouldn't be a step down. The only thing that's realistically a step up is run for president. So you have to wonder if he will. As a result of this debate, I decided to bring in someone who knows presidential politics a little better than I do. And that would be Rick Mullaney. He's our News for Jack's political analyst. I sat down with Rick and discussed the ins and outs of this major celebrity running for president. Rick is more an expert on politics than wrestling. But he knows politics, and I wanted to get his perspective on if Dwayne Johnson wants to run for president. What does that look like? Here's my in, uh, interview with News for Jack's political analyst, Rick Mullaney. Well, we are joined right now by News for Jack's political analyst, Rick Mullaney, to discuss this possibility. Rick, thank you for joining us. Um, tell me about this possibility if Dwayne Johnson ever did decide to venture into politics, possibly at the presidential level. What are some things that would have to happen for him? Well, first of all, he does have a lot of advantages. I mean, obviously, name recognition, he's well known, he's wealthy, he's popular. And by the way, very charismatic and connects with people. If you're asking, does that combination come together well for a potential political run? The answer is yes. But it's daunting to become president of the United States, sure. uh, obviously. It, he would be a long shot, but there's three big questions he has to answer. Number one, these aren't necessarily in order, but what office? What party? What timing? And the reason I say that, Scott, is that this is a challenging path. He's not the first one to go down this path, but it has been rare. And he's going to have to decide what office is he seeking? Does he want to go straight for the presidency? Or would he 
like Ronald Reagan would he become governor first or Vince Ventura, uh, uh, Ventura in Minnesota become governor, maybe mayor of Miami, some other position, and then the presidency, or, or like Donald Trump model, go directly to the presidency. So big questions. Uh, what office, what party, what timing? Um, you say it's a daunting task, and he is a, a political novice. Maybe he doesn't hasn't really done anything political at all. Um, with Reagan, with Schwarzenegger before he ran for governor, they started to become more political in the years before they ran for office, being a little more outspoken on policy. Would he have to start kind of going down that road if he decided to do this, maybe sit down with people to go over, you know, what are your beliefs on these different political issues? There, like I mentioned earlier, he has a lot going for him, but there are some serious challenges, and this is one of the challenges, and that is relatively inexperienced when it comes to the issues and relatively inexperienced in politics. And what you saw with Governor Schwarzenegger and with President Reagan is that they did choose a party. Uh, for example, one of the second big questions, they chose to go Republican. And when they did, they got the Republican apparatus and the Republican organization involved and are eventually elected as Republicans, uh, Ronald Reagan in 1966, and then 14 years later becoming president of the United States. Uh, for The Rock, he would have to make a decision. He's been very much a centrist, mm -hmm. and that centrist can be a huge advantage in a general election, but you still have to get through a primary if you're going to go with a party, which probably is the better route because third party is very challenging also. Now, on the third party thing, I want to touch on that real quickly. Ross Perot did it with some success in the 90s, but inevitably he lost. Now, Dwayne Johnson is definitely a different character than a Ross Perot. Dwayne Johnson is a popular entertainer. Ross Perot was a billionaire businessman. So it's different, but, but it has had some success in the past. But I'm assuming there's a risk because you don't have the parties behind you. Even Ross Perot, who in 1992 got 18.9% of the vote, didn't carry a single state. And the history of third parties in this country is that they are not successful for lots and lots of reasons. Very, very challenging to get to that 270 electoral votes that you need to win. Very daunting to be a third party. Lots of reasons for it. Building out an organization, not having the apparatus, the competition with the, with the established parties. So the third party route is really, really difficult. In 2024, not, and he's not running in 2024, this is one year in which the door possibly could be cracked for a third party simply because of the unpopularity of the ticket this year with Biden and Trump. And by that, I mean people aren't looking forward to that matchup on Republican or the Democratic side. But in general, Scott, that third party pathway is one that typically doesn't lead to victory. And, and you said something early in the interview about timing. That's important because... Yeah. We know what the 2024 race is kind of going to look like somewhat. Yes. We don't know about 28 for 2032. Will he have to really analyze who's running, who's president? Is it a fresh set of candidates on both sides, like maybe we saw in 2008? Or if you have a strong incumbent president, that, that kind of plays a role, doesn't it? Scott, it plays an enormous role. In politics, timing is everything. There are windows of opportunity in which you're the right candidate, and there are windows of opportunity in which you're not, not the right candidate. There are times when you can ride a wave into office with a historic upset, as Barack Obama did in 2008 and Donald Trump did in 2016, but it's not as simple as picking a date on the calendar and saying, I'll run then, because you don't know your circumstances or the political climate at the time. Today, Governor Ron DeSantis is facing that decision as to whether to run or not. A lot of that's a timing question. Some may suggest that he wait. On the other hand, many point to a nearly 20-point victory last fall, the state turning red, he's young and energetic, 
He's got to address that timing question. So timing is always an issue. For The Rock, who in 2017 said he toyed with running and now he's put it off. I don't think it's as simple as I'm going to wait four or eight years. He's going to have to see what the political landscape looks like at the time and where he is at that time. Timing's always a big issue. Another thing he'd have to experience, and I saw Jesse Ventura talk about this when he left Minnesota. He said uh, one thing that was talked about that he didn't run again because of the toll it took on his family. He he has small children right now, Dwayne Johnson does. He would have to really do some soul searching on if he wants to go through the, the gruesome process that is politics. There's just no doubt about that. I think Jesse Ventura would say this, that any wrestler would say this, or anybody who's been in the NFL who's gone into politics. You may think it's rough and tumble on a football field or in a wrestling match. Get ready for politics. It is a rough and tumble arena. Very, very difficult. And that public scrutiny, that public criticism is not for the faint of heart. It certainly is not for everybody. And you have got to be prepared for yourself and your family to go through that gauntlet. You also have to have the drive to do this. Now, Dwayne Johnson has shown that he's got incredible drive, incredibly successful at whatever he's done, uh, whether that was when he's first at the University of Miami, where he's a football player, but then went on to an incredible career as a wrestler, tremendous career in acting, very charismatic, and he has that work ethic and that drive. However, do you have it in the political arena? And do you have the judgment in the political arena? And are you willing to endure the kinds of challenges in that Uh, arena, including the scrutiny, the criticism, what you put your family through. It truly is not for everybody, but your eyes have to be wide open that that comes with the territory if you decide to enter politics, particularly on the biggest stage of all. And so this is a wrestling podcast, and a lot of the stuff he did 20 years ago on TV could very well be fodder for opposing politicians. Would he, in this soul-searching process, have to look at some of the things he's been involved in in the past and say, am I going to be able to withstand scrutiny on that? Well, he's going to have to do some soul-searching and take a hard look at what that looks like. I don't know some of his entertainment. I think he can turn a lot of that to his advantage. He has a bit of an everyman appeal, despite the fact that he's close to a billionaire. And that's important, even if he doesn't know all the policy. It's really important. Uh, You should not underestimate the importance of likability, of charisma, of connecting with people. And he's got all that. And and he also has, for someone so successful and so wealthy, that every person, that every uh, person appeal that really connects, whether it's blue collar, working class, he really does connect. However, he's going to have to look back over his, his life and take a look at those and recognize that everything will be fair game. I'm not saying it's fair. But it, it's going to be it'll be part of the process and they're going to shine a bright spotlight on it. And does he personally and does his family want to endure that? Now, if it was this particular movie and that particular scene and this particular event, now I think that those things he can maybe turn to his advantage as an actor. That was part of his profession. But there may be more personal things we don't know about. Mm-hmm. But the path to the presidency is a daunting and difficult one for anybody. And that would include him. On his story, his heritage, he's half Black, half Samoan. Um, He does very well across all demographic lines. Is that important, too, would you say? I think it's a big advantage. Um, His personality is an advantage. His background is an advantage. His ability to connect is an advantage. All of these are very good things. Like I said, he's got several assets, name recognition. All those things are really, really strong. However, he is a novice. He's not as familiar with the issues. He's not as familiar with politics. There is no built-out infrastructure. Now, some of that money can 
can can help on that. And he'd have to be a fundraiser, but he's got relationships. But there's Scott, there's just no doubt that's going to be a challenge for him. Do you think he would reach out personally to someone like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or maybe a former president Obama who was relatively a novice when he was elected, maybe have some private conversations? Like, what is this process like if I do it? Absolutely. Um, I would expect that he would. Uh, and if he hasn't done it yet, or if he's or if he's going to make the run, he'd be well advised to do exactly that. Um, I suspect that, listen, there are a number of models you can look back in history, and they've been very different. They've also been very rare. Donald Trump took the unprecedented pathway, really, of no experience in government or elected office. And he took the Republican Party by storm, but he did it by appealing to a hardcore base that's still with him. Uh, any more yet problematic as to whether he could win a general election again, but he certainly did in 2016. Well, I want to I I hit on that real quickly, because when Trump ran in 2016, every stage he walked onto, he was the center of the stage. And competitors who were trying to go against him or trying to get attention, but everything seemed to focus on Trump, either on the debate stage or in the day-to-day -day media coverage of the election. Would you say some dynamic like that could happen with Johnson as well, that he would become quickly the center of any stage he walked on? He certainly would have the advantage of earned media, and by that, which Donald Trump had, which is the media covers you because they're so fascinated by you, because you're quotable, because you do so much. However, I wouldn't recommend that anybody try to replicate the Donald Trump model or sure. pathway. It is uniquely Donald Trump. He said things, he did things, he conducted himself in a way that I think only Donald Trump can. And now people are trying to replicate it and they're having very mixed results doing that. But he could carve out his own pathway. And I think it's one that's obviously energetic, it's, it's charismatic, but in answer to your question, would he get a lot of attention on the debate stage? He absolutely would. Would he be quotable? He would. Would he get a lot of earned media? Yes, he would. That works. Rick Mullaney, News for Jack's political analyst. Rick, thank you so much for joining us. So that was my analysis with Rick Mullaney and whether or not Rock wants to do this. Not everyone necessarily thinks he will. Dwayne Johnson um, is living a great life. He's successful. He's probably close to a billionaire. I haven't looked up his total net worth, but I don't think it's far off. He's running the XFL. That's taking up a considerable amount of time. He has a lot of young children. Children could play a role because right now they're, you know, I think four, five, six, something like that, maybe a little older. They'd be teenagers if he decides to run in 10 years. Hard to say what he wants to do. Of course, he has his daughter from his first marriage who's in WWE. Um, so he has to determine what he would do there. I did talk to one other person about this. Talked to him on our last episode. I wanted to ask him about this too, so I wanted to show you that here. That would be Ed Dean. He's a, he's a conservative political talk show host here in Jacksonville. And I just, while we were chatting about other politics and wrestling, I did ask him, hey, what about this idea of The Rock running for president someday? He doesn't totally buy that it would happen, but here's what Ed Dean has to say. Uh, there's been talk and I think there might have even been polling done on The Rock someday running for president. His TV show on NBC's about that premise. What do you think? Do you think that's possible? Man, how many years have we heard The Rock talk about running for president? It's been, what, 15, 20 years? Uh, listen, he's one of the top five highest-paid high, uh, highest actors in the country. I don't see him doing anything like that right now you know it's, it's kind of like and, and if this gets saved for another time it's like everybody talks about michelle obama if if the president didn't run would she run and i'm sitting here going okay i think she could be on the democratic side a top tier candidate she's making too much money she's having a good time i don't think the rock's gonna do it right now not at all 
eight years, four years, eight years, no, 12 years? Schwarzenegger, I mean, you know, after uh, Batman and after yeah. a couple of the, 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 the 2003 Terminator 3 movie, which kind of did okay, he decided to go down the road of um, of going into politics and then, you know, got a couple of gigs. I think the Rock, Rock's like, what, 51, 52? I think he sticks. He's going he's gonna to stick where he's at right now. So he doesn't see it happening. But I want to talk to you a few things to watch for going forward over the next five, ten years. One, I wouldn't be surprised if behind the scenes, very privately, if he did really thinking about this, if he makes a call to someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or if he calls former President Trump or former President Obama even. Obama was relatively new into politics when he ran for president. He had been a, a junior senator not that many years. Don't be surprised if he calls those people to get advice on if uh, they think it's a, a good idea. And Dwayne Johnson does have broad-based popularity and may have both a Schwarzenegger and Obama and a Trump all willing to talk to him privately about it. The thing I would look for in the next five to 10 years publicly, and this is important, if you start seeing him take policy positions, start seeing him, Dwayne Johnson, other than that, I guess, endorsement of Biden and a few other things, I've never really seen him talk politics. He kind of stays away from it, which probably is smart for him business-wise, particularly now that he's running the XFL. But maybe after a few years of running the XFL, gets a couple movies under his, more movies under his belt, watch very closely if Dwayne Johnson ever starts saying things that are a little more political. That's probably on purpose if he does. Um, he has, um, as I said, Ronald Reagan started doing that. Schwarzenegger started getting more political years before he ran for governor of California. So start watching for that. If you see in the next five years, maybe after this presidential election is over, you start seeing Dwayne Johnson saying some very political, thought-out things, that might be a hint that he's considering this. So uh, we were loved doing this show. I was so glad you guys were able to stick with us through all, all this. We'd love to hear from The Rock someday. If you know him, if you know Dwayne, uh, give him our number. Tell him to look us up. We'd love to have him on the show to maybe chat about this or anything else. Of course we would. Most famous restaurant on the planet. But we were glad you could join us for this one. This has been a back-to-back -back weeks on politics and wrestling. We're going to move on to other wrestling shows, other wrestling-related topics, not necessarily the politics here in coming weeks. But we were so glad you could join us for another episode of Going Ringside with the local station. This has been Going Ringside with the local station, brought to you every Wednesday on your favorite podcast player on News 4 Jax Plus, as well as the News 4 Jax YouTube channel.